An insect awakening of seemingly biblical proportions is taking place across much of the U.S. What to do? I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations and examine environmental issues that are impacting the world. And for many, our environment will be getting a lot more buggy, with trillions of cicadas soon to be coming up from the ground in the days and weeks to come. We're joined by Jared Brook, Wildlife Extension Specialist with Purdue University. Jared, welcome to Green Sense. Thanks for having me. This is a, a fun topic to talk about and one they we only get to talk about every 17 years. <laughs> what do you do for the, for the off 16 years? <laughs> I, I hope for those annual cicadas and keep myself busy otherwise. <laughs> well, let's start off uh, the brood X. What is brood X? Is that a species? Is it a variety of cicada? What is brood X? So brood X is, is uh, just a certain brood or certain uh, one of the the cycles of the 17 year cicada. So it's that comes out every 17 years and there's different broods of the same species. So there's different 17 year cicadas that come out um, sporadically. So this brood X is one that's going to come out in 15 states. And it's really the epicenter is, is Southern Indiana, but it covers most all of Indiana as well. So this is the much publicized brood X of cicadas that are uh, dormant underground for many years, as you just said, before they emerge. And it's just one of several of these broods. Is there anything special about brood X? I think it's it's one of the more widespread ones. So it covers, uh, you know, like I said, 15 states. So there's going to be a lot of people all the way from the Carolinas um, up into even southern Michigan over into Pennsylvania. They're going to be hearing this brood X. Um, I mentioned that there's trillions of cicadas that are reported to be coming up. Where did this number come up? You know, trillion is a huge number. How do you count that? How do you estimate it? Where did it come from? Yeah. So interestingly enough, they actually, um, you know, because we know when they come out, we can, we can set up some research projects and things and not myself, but others have tracked this by setting up cages, you know, of a certain size and trapping the cicadas as they emerge. And then they extrapolate that number out to, you know, a per acre basis. And I think the estimate is like 1.5 million per acre. And that's, then they extrapolate that out to get to the billions and trillions. So uh, yeah, they, they, they trap them and count them. That's a lot of cicadas. Uh, so that must take up a lot of food. It must take up a lot of resources. What kind of environmental impact does that have? Yeah, so these cicadas, um, they provide food for a lot of things. They are this little defenseless bug, and their only defense is to come out in such a huge number that all the, the predators can't eat them. So they really have no defenses <laughs> otherwise, but they are nice, tasty food for a variety of different wildlife species, which is why I'm interested in cicadas, because I'm more interested in what eats the cicadas um, but then as they die, they provide uh, really good fertilizer for the ground and for the for the soil. Um, and then they, you know, also help aerate the soil because they're they're coming out of the soil, creating these little crayfish almost look burrows that are coming out of the grounds. So you you uh, now I you've begged the question, what does eat the cicadas? Anything that would eat an insect is probably going to eat a cicada. And, you know, it, the, it runs the gamut from. There's been studies that have looked at small mammals like um, shrews will eat cicadas and they'll actually change their diet to 
specialize on cicadas when they come out. Um, 20 plus species of birds from small songbirds to crows to um, turkeys, all kinds of birds eat them as well. Mammals, you'll get coyotes that'll eat cicadas because they're just so plentiful and it's, an, it's, it's such an easy meal. And then you also get things like raccoons. So a whole host and snakes as well will eat cicadas. So uh, what do they do for the other 16 years where they don't have such an ample food supply? <laughs> yeah, so that's an, they have this inter interesting strategy. It's called uh, uh, prey switching. And so what it means is, is they take advantage of what's there. Most of these, these species are omnivores, so they're going to be eating um, both vegetation and insects. And so they're just switching their diet. So they're taking advantage of what is the most abundant thing on the landscape. And that's, this year, it's going to be cicadas. In other years, um, they're going to be eating other things they find. And that's one of the other interesting things is that because predators like raccoons, snakes, and other things are eating so many cicadas, they're not eating as many birds' nests and young birds. So you actually see an increase in nest survival and young survival of a lot of bird species in these years of um, cicada emergence. It sounds like there is such a uh, cascading ecological effect from this. T tell us more. What, what other uh, uh, ramifications are there from such a large population coming onto the scene? Yeah, so it's, it's this kind of bottom-up cascade where you get this super abundant food source um, for different wildlife species, which is going to Im impact those wildlife species by you know providing them a food source, but also by providing them with uh, opportunities to more evade predators because they're not searching for prey as much because they have this cicada abundance. Then you get this this fertilization by the, the cicadas after they die, they're gonna fertilize the soil. Um, but you also get these cicadas are gonna be preying on woody species. So they're really heavily tied to trees and shrubs, which can certainly cause damage to those um, and can, in, in some instances limit their growth but again that's offset a lot by the fertilization that's caused by these cicadas another question uh i think that's obvious out there is why do the cicadas emerge every 17 years why 17 why not 14 or 12 or um that that's a good question that's beyond me but you know that the the fact that they're periodical and i don't know what's magic about 17 we do have 13 year cicadas as well uh, which is a different species but the the strategy is this idea of predator satiation which means that they come out in these periodic um, timings because they're trying to basically evade predators by coming out in such an abundant number and so there's really no there's no wildlife species or predators that specialize on eating these 17 year cicadas because they come out so infrequently so there's you know no wasps or um, insect predators that can that have been able to develop specializations to prey on these 17 year cicadas because they're so infrequent. And what do cicadas eat? So they um, are when they're underground they are preying on the root systems of woody species. Um, and this is a, another common misconception of the cicadas is that they aren't locusts. So they're not going to be a, a, a plague on our crops because they are very tied to woody species. Um, and they don't really prefer any woody species over other ones other than they like deciduous trees, so trees that lose their leaves, um, rather than evergreen trees. And they're, 
when they're underground, they're preying on the root systems um, and getting nutrients and water from the root systems. And when they come out, they're they're busy trying to create the next 17-year brood. So they're going to be laying eggs in woody in woody um, plants and woody stems. And they're so after uh, the twigs and stems that are about a half inch in diameter, which is about the diameter of your thumb. Huh. So while they're dormant, they're not really hibernating. They're they're active and they're alive. Yep. The the larvae are alive and they're uh, right up against the root system. So they're really tied to those woody ecosystems, those forest ecosystems. So if you if you live in a place that was crop fields 17 years ago and now it has trees on it, you're probably not going to see many cicadas because they didn't have that woody root system and those woody plants 17 years ago. It's amazing how much there is to learn about life. And it's amazing how adaptive life is and, and how unique it is. Um, this summer is reported to have trillions of cicadas. Why is there so many more this year than in the last uh, 17 years? I don't know that there is uh, necessarily going to be more than there was in 2004. Um, I, I, the, the numbers that I have as far as the, you know, the 1.5 million per acre is what was estimated in, in 2004 when we had our last brood X um, cicada emergence. So the reports of this being uh, biblical proportions is hype? Well, it's, it's probably based on the last one and, you know, trying to get people to click on links, right? Right. <laughs> um, are there any environmental benefits to cicadas? Absolutely. I think the, uh, you know, the fertilization that they provide, um, the food that they provide to, to wildlife is an environmental benefit. Um, they help, they help aerate the soil as well. So they're kind of, you know, this, this huge resource pulse that we only see every 17 years, which, um, certainly has benefits. Well, that's interesting on how the uh, use of the land could change where the cicadas are or, or aren't. Um, do cicadas pose any kind of threat to crops here or agricultural use? They really don't because they're so tied to um, those woody plants. The, the only caveat would be, you know, if, if you own a vineyard or you um, own like a, a fruit tree operation, then they may you know, be targeting some of those woody plants. But there's ways that you can kind of um, help mitigate some of those those losses if, you know, help protect your 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 small trees or shrubs from cicadas. Do cicadas bite? They do not bite. Yeah. So uh, no, not nothing to fear. <laughs> nothing to fear. No. So what do you do if you see a cicada? Do you help them? Do you squash them? Do you leave them be? <laughs> you, you let nature be nature and and stand in the awe of the 17 years cicadas. And, and, and why? Why do they come out of those shells? That that's um, they are they come out of those shells going from the larval stage to the adult stage. And what about insects that they call cicada killers, which are often confused with the large ominous uh, murder hornets? Do you know yeah, anything so about that? Cicada killers are um, one of those predators of cicadas, but they're predators of the annual cicadas, not of the 17-year cicadas, because of the, the timing of when the annual cicadas come out versus when the 17-year cicadas come out. So that, that goes back to what I talked about earlier, where because they come out every 17 years, it's hard for other insects to specialize in, in being their predators. So this, those cicada killers are targeting those annual cicadas. 
Um, you talked about the uh, uh, predators that eat the cicadas. One that you did not mention was humans. Uh, so maybe we'd have a little fun on, on this show. There's been some recipes and videos of people preparing cicadas for recipes uh, for human consumption. Uh, anything you could add to that? Yeah. So, um, you know, through Purdue, we have some resources on how to cook them and how to eat them. And I have not done it myself, but I hear they taste like shrimp. So I might have to go out in the woods and give it a try. I thought everything else tastes like chicken. So that's yeah. a unique one. Uh, are you looking forward to sampling any of these cicadas soon? I am. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to trying them and hearing them. I haven't heard them yet. Cause we, we have, we are just now getting warm enough. The soil is just now getting warm enough where I am that they're going to start emerging. So I haven't heard any yet, but I imagine if I go out in the woods this weekend that I'll, I'll start seeing them and hearing them and, and all my grocery bill will go down. <laughs> any fun facts or interesting, uh, uh, notables you have regarding, uh, cicada broad X facts. Yeah, I, th I think, uh, you know, one of the ways that you can tell if it's the 17 year cicada is by the eye color. So they have the red eyes. And so if you see cicadas out and they have the red eyes and that's a good indication that it's, it's the 17 year cicada versus the, um, the, the normal run of the mill annual cicada. Ooh, sounds, sounds scary. Red eyed cicadas. <laughs> Maybe it is biblical. Um, you work for the wildlife extension, uh, uh, as, uh, specialist at Purdue. Tell us what you do and how that relates to this, to the cicadas. Yes. So my job here at Purdue is, is really public outreach around wildlife. And so that could be, um, you know, I work with a lot of, of landowners that are interested in improving their property for wildlife, or I um, work with people who maybe are experience, experiencing some conflicts with wildlife, maybe a raccoon under the porch or that kind of thing. So I do a lot of public outreach uh, centered around wildlife. And that's why I'm interested in cicadas because they're such a good food source. And because we, we can track certain wildlife populations, for example, um, we, we do a really good job at tracking species like wild turkeys and wild turkeys take advantage of this abundant food source of cicadas. And we actually see an increase in the survival of the, the young, sorry, my dog's there. Uh, the, the increase sounds in the like he wants a cicada. The, yes, he does. <laughs> um, we see an increase in the survival of young turkeys in years that we have cicadas because First, they have a, an abundant food source. And second, predators that would eat these young turkeys, like raccoons and other things, um, are busy filling their bellies with cicadas. And so we can watch that. And so I'm, I'm interested in, in cicadas more in, as I'm interested in seeing how wildlife respond to the cicadas. So in closing, any last words for our listeners when it comes to the Brudex cicada? I think, uh, you know, just... It's, it's one of nature's wonders, this 17-year cicada. So I think, you know, if you have the opportunity, get out in the woods and, and see them and listen to them. And, uh, you know, you won't have the opportunity for Brood X for another 17 years. So get outside and don't don't let the, the cicadas scare you away from spending time outside. Well, Jared, I really enjoyed talking with you. And this was very interesting. Uh, thanks for joining us on Green Sense. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Wildlife Extension Specialist Jared Brook with Purdue University. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is GreenSense, with a reminder for you to check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago.